On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, we have a player that's in a position to have a next level impact on the game, break molds, and shift the culture. Peyton Watson has been developing into a monster, and you will get to know him very soon. The top-ranked player in California, he's headed into his senior year at Long Beach Poly, already committed to UCLA for 2021. His 6'9 frame gives him unguardable length that's backed up by high-level playmaking ability, the versatility you dream about, and scary defensive skills. For Gil, beyond Peyton's accolades, he sees substance. To be a transcendent player, you have to be a worker, a thinker, and someone who wants the most out of themselves. Peyton is all of that, and while the Team USA all say in ranking status is a terrific achievement, he's working on much, much more. So let's get to know him. You're going to love him. He's a great player and even a greater kid. It's the No Chill Podcast. Remember, subscribe to get every episode as soon as they drop wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to check out the No Chill channel on YouTube. And don't forget, No Chill, every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fubo Sports Network. Welcome on back to another edition of No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. I'm Mike Botticella right over there. It's Gilbert Arenas, all-star, decked out, T-Mac. Oh, yeah, this is my T-Mac. All-time great player, all-time great in late. That's going to be a... a theme today because we have Peyton Watson here today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You Thank said y'all length for is part me. of your identity. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we had to do this. This guild, it's always a schedule that we have to work around, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and it's a good thing. It's a good problem to have yeah. because you live in the damn gym. Yeah. Every day. That's, that's what we got to work around. Kind of build everything around that schedule. So if we got to move some stuff around, like I know we've been trying to schedule for a long time, but like there's always something popping up with hoops. So that's just what we've been having to Priorities, that comes first. Right? Always. Yeah, and hoops always come first. Yeah. Yeah. Always. And if, it's, if it doesn't work that way, we got problems. <laughs> but this year, way different, right? Because, yeah. you know, 2020, pandemic, all that stuff throws, you know, into what you have planned, mm-hmm. throws a whole, uh, you know, all that off, offline. So what, what's been different for you this year in 2020 as far as your training and approach? Just having to be creative with what we got to do because, like, Nothing's guaranteed with any gyms. Any gym could close down at any time if you're not following protocol or anything like that. So we've just been having to get creative. Like at the start of the summer or whenever we got out, we were working out outside in my front yard, getting it in. But for us, it was just about repetition and muscle memory. So we were getting them up every day in my front yard. And then gradually, as we were blessed enough to get a gym, that's what we ended up doing. And then now we're just finding ways to hoop as much as we can because at first, we just wanted to work out, but now people are like, since we're working out, we want to show who you're working on. We want to hoop. So that's just the dilemma we're in now, but we're figuring it out slowly. And is that good news for you to hear that this young way, that's, that's basically what you did. Just yeah. find a way to play, find yeah, a way you know, to hoop. You know, right now, you know, it's, it has its advantages and disadvantages. Um, you know, with, you know, COVID and the lockdown and everything is kind of in limbo mode, you know, for, you know, the guys that are hungry still, you know, this is a big advantage. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, sure. you know, your work ethic is going to let you find gyms. I mean, if you're a lazy guy and you're like, oh, they're closed, you know, we're not going to open up until 2020, you're taking three, four, five months off and you don't know yet. But exactly. You done got caught. <laughs> you done got caught in the past and you just don't realize it yet because the season hasn't started. 
or, you know, competition has again. But, you know, working out, you know, trying to find ways to get better is the key right now because, you know, because everyone's not blessed to get in gyms, you still have to maintain. You just can't say, all right, I'm just going to wait till they open it back up because it's too late. The work ethic doesn't lie. That's really what it is. Uh, for you, what's been different? What have you adjusted? Just the fact, like, that I know, like, there's always people out there working. So with me, how I've come up is, like, I've always targeted the next guy. So once I pass somebody up, I'm looking to see who the next person is. And I know that now that I'm in that spot, number one player in California, people are doing the same thing for me. So I just take it as if I'm still chasing that. So, um Every day we're just working to get better. And I always told myself, like, even when quarantine started in March, I'm like, I didn't know how long it was going to last. Fast forward six months, we're still in quarantine. So I was just telling myself, when we do get out of it, I'm going to be working so hard during this break that when we come back, I'm going to look like a pro. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, what the, that's what the goal is. And we can't let that go by number one player in California. I, <laughs> yeah, know, just, I know you're... He just went by and just like, yeah, number one player in California. But, uh, you know, like, Which no, we say all the talent comes from California. So <laughs> let, let, let's go right to that real quick. Was to be on rankings, like that matters for sure. It's a compliment. It can be your motivator and be your fuel, but you can't rest on that. It yeah. keeps you going. So, so speak to that. How, did, how does it feel getting to the top of the rankings in California? I mean, for me... Like, I'm a restless worker, so, like, I'm not number one in the country. Obviously, if you're a competitor, you know if anyone says someone's better than you, you're like, nah, no way, that's disrespect. (laughs) So, like, for me, I'm never stopping. Like, the work is always... The work is always happening, but you know, I'm blessed to be in the position that I'm at and getting the exposure I am for being the best in California. And I think every time I go out, I prove that. So I'm just working that every time I get better than the last time people saw me. You know, you know, the best thing about being <clears throat> coined the, the, the best in California is it's really an honor mm-hmm. where rankers don't really understand. You know, if you look at, you know, the NBA all-star team, the NBA um, all-NBA team, the Olympic team, most of those players are California kids. You know, so what ends up happening is to be number one in California means you're going through some real talent. You know, being number one in the country, but you're living in Alabama, well, I, I, you know, that doesn't really translate. Like, how good are you compared to everyone else? Yeah. You know, so the rankings can, can be dis- deceiving to some people. But, you know, when it comes to California kids, because California is so big and there's so much talent here, that when you get to the top, you're, you're really there. Yeah. You're, you're really up there because you had to fight and battle. You went through real competition. So, I mean, that's something to really be proud of. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, with all the good players out here, like, it's either you're looking for the smoke or you're dodging it. And um, you could tell who's, like, really a competitor and who's not because those those are the people that will go out and play anybody. And um, every night we were playing in season, we were playing against a good player, like, in California. I know sometimes – when you live in, in and you can't control it, but like when you live in, in, like you said, Alabama or Nebraska or something, like you can't control who you playing, mm-hmm. and it could be a blowout. And you you're not really getting better from that. You get your highlight dunks and whatnot, but I'd much rather play a close game and be in a dogfight than blow people. Yeah, up. I always say this. You know, when you're when you're when you're trying to see where you are, you have to go against the talent because you got to remember they know you're. They're going to teach you what your weaknesses are. 
You know what I mean? They're going to teach you what you need to get better at. They're going to, you're going to show your strengths to get them. But you get to really like, all right, this is what happened. You get to go back to the drawing board. See, if you never challenge yourself against real talent, you never get to really, you know, change your game for the better. You know, so if you're sitting there dodging, okay, that's, that's Peyton. I don't want to play against him. I want to play against him. You know, so when I do face you and get that ass whooping that I wasn't, you know, that I thought, you know, I built up and I got the ass whooping, it took me to a place that I didn't want to go. Exactly. But if I got the ass whooping early and say, okay, this is what he did to me because he's a little longer than I thought, you know what I mean, adjust my shot. You get to, you know, do all that. It's like the playoffs. You get to adjust to it. And I say with players, like, to know where you really are, you have to take on those challenges. Yeah, 100%. And, like, one thing we focused on during quarantine is, like, we got to we got to take advantage of everything because like with everybody coming back from the NBA and stuff there's a lot of pros out here in Cali everybody comes to work out so our thing is not being the best in the gym like anywhere we go we don't want to be the best player in the gym cuz i want that challenge and i want to know what i have to work on so i've been playing against pros pretty much all summer and like Sometimes you go out there, you, you get whooped, yeah. but, you, but you don't just, you got to keep going, keep going. And then gradually you see yourself getting better, adjusting to what they do. Like you said, if they're long, you got to, next time, you know, all right, they're going to get a hand on my shot. So I got to get create more space. So it's just stuff like that. And we, we just want to play the best. Yeah. You know, when you're playing against that, that, that next level, everyone's athletic, everyone's fast, everyone can jump. You know what I mean? Everyone knows their little secrets. It's just learning them faster. You know what I mean? Learning them, understanding them, seeing what they're doing, how they're guarding you, where they're trying to push you, what they're trying to do, what they're giving you. Because, you know, as a defender, you might, you, you might be getting off on this guy. Ah, ah, exactly. Ah, right? But he's working on something different. Mm-hmm. He's working on, all right, I need to push him to his weekend. Right? Push him to his weekend, learning how to push off to that weekend. And... To you, that's your strong hand, but he's not playing against you right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's not he's, mentally playing. He's playing against someone else trying to figure out how to, you know what I mean? So you have to look at what he's doing versus what you're doing sometimes and understand that pickup ain't pickup all the time. It's lab. It's working. It's, it's you know, you remember your season is, that's, the, that's where your results So That's the test. That's all. You know what I mean? The NBA, that's the test. But we got, we got, we got little quizzes here and there. And so when I go against someone, I need to work on something. Like if I'm working on my step back, I want to go against you, and I'm just going to work it. I'm just going to work it. If you block it 200 times, you block it 200 times. You know what I mean? But that's what I came there to do mm-hmm. versus just going out there, just playing recklessly, just trying to look good. Because mm-hmm. that probably is not helping on what exactly. I worked on. Exactly. It, like we go run, like there's not a lot of guys out there like me like who are super big, mobile, like I am. So... A lot of times it's either, like, as you know, it's a really big dude who's guarding me, who's not as quick as me, or a smaller guard. So a lot of the times I can get to the rack, dunk it, do all that. But a lot of times I'm trying to work on my handle, my pick and roll game, just my IQ on the floor, running off screen, stuff Mm -hmm. like that, because that's ultimately what you get better doing. And what we like there is you're not getting too comfortable because that can happen. Bad habits fall. We just talked about we can explore space. First, we got to say, you know, we know you're going to UCLA. We'll get into that in a minute. But the UCLA runs are a great place. So this time between high school, let's say high school, and then, you know, the pros. 
Um, it's the time to work on these things, not being the best player in the gym, meaning I want to go in there and learn. Mm-hmm. So let's think of like Rico's runs, where you go into a gym as a 18, 19 year old before you're a pro, 17, even younger. You got James Harden there, you got Russell Westbrook there, you got Kyrie. So you're going up against these guys, what you're talking about, Gil. Mm-hmm. What should that mindset be like going into that gym? To learn. You know what I mean? Um, they're at a level where you're trying to get to, right? So you have to, it's like a computer. You have to, when you're not playing, watch them. Watch what they're doing, how they're running their lane, how they're cutting, how they're taking advantage of some. And, and because you got to remember, if you're going to see them again, this is your first glimpse at them raw. Mm-hmm. This is because it's just like anything. This is, the runs are the wild. You know, in the NBA, they're more controlled for yeah. the most part. Some players are more controlled. So you get to see them at their wildest, mm-hmm. you know, doing things that they probably couldn't do on the court. Yeah. So you get to watch their natural habitat. So learning, learning what they do, how they run, you know, do they cut when they don't have the ball? What are they doing? So you can just pick up their little tricks in the trades. You know what I mean? And then from there, look what you can do against them. You know, because that's where you build your first confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, you come down and give James Harden two moves and boom, boom, dunk. When you eventually play against him, you're going to know. I might not dunk it because he's going to have real big men back there, but I know I can get by him. Yeah. You know, he, he still ain't, he, okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you, you gain confidence playing against them, doing the things you work on against them. Mm-hmm. You know, from there, it's just watching you know, just watching and learning what pros do. Yeah. But for you also there, it's not that if you're, you could play on the same team as in these runs, play on the same team as them, and he throws you a pass, it's not you're just going to be happy like, oh, James Harden passed me the ball. Yeah. You got to know what to do with it when you get it. Or you're it. not getting it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what's so funny? Pickup runs have built great, like, like teammates. Like, yeah. think about uh, Paul, George, and Kawhi. Yeah. Why would those two want to, play together. Just random. No idea. Because they played together younger and they meshed well together. So they're like, well, shit, I'm a free agent. Come on over here. You know, we know how to play well together. Let's go. And that's what pickup run do. You know, you go to pickup run and you, y'all go seven and oh. People are like, yo, hey, when you're a free agent? All right, now I'm, I'm put a word in for you. That's how Trez and Lou got together. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they, they played pickup together and then when one was a free agent, yo, come to Houston. And then from there, let's go to L.A. You know, so pickup run, you know, like that does build teammates too. For real, no doubt. And we talked about evaluating yourself against best players. Who, who's some guys that have given you, you know, the best, the best challenge here? You know it. Uh, recently, um, I went out to Santa Barbara and I played um, against this guy named Jaden McDaniels. He's in the uh, draft this year. He was a freshman last year. And he was a McDonald's All-American, all that, the whole nine. And he's built kind of similar to me, um, similar frame, but he's 6'10". So, like, when you play against somebody who's just like you, but a little bit bigger, a little bit older, a little bit stronger, that's when it's really a test of, like, mm-hmm. what you going to do. So, like, for me, it was just about sometimes I had to will it in because it, was, it wasn't just it wasn't going to be easy. <laughs> just like I do to people who are smaller than me, he mm-hmm. was doing the same thing to, same thing to me. So, um it was a tough one playing against someone that's like you. Yeah, you know, it's so funny that 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 was a keyword, will. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, height, size really don't matter. It's the will. You know, um, 
Because sometimes, you know, when you're playing against smaller and the thought process of, oh, this guy's a little too easy, yeah. I'm going to take it easy. Well, he might have the same process thought too, and that's where your will be like, like oh, oh, he's barely hey, killing I'm me. Just, I'm just going to, I'm going to take advantage of you not playing so hard and, and see if I can jab you a little yeah. bit. And, you know, and just, because it's, at the end of this, it's, it's trying to bite at everyone who's above you. Just, I'm going to take a bite, because when you see me again, you're going to be like, oh, Little man came at me real hard, you know, yeah. let me turn it up. Because yeah. that's what you are. I want your best because your best teaches me how to become better. No doubt. You know, if you're sitting there lollygagging through the court and I'm like, man, how am I getting better from you, dog? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yo, give me, give, me your, give me your A game. Talk trash. I, I, play me hard. Play me like you're trying to stop me from even existing so I know how to adjust to it. Exactly. And, and, you know, and I, I don't think a lot of kids understand that. Like, you got to remember, the only way to get better is someone needs to show you how to get better. Someone needs to, all right, you can't do this against everyone. Yeah. All right? Now, I ain't going to be no in and out, try to euro dunk on me. I'm smacking all that. Makes you adjust your game. All right, that didn't work against him. Let me go back to the drawing board, recreate, and then come back and see you a month later. Exactly. And, like, when somebody goes hard at you, I mean, as a competitor, like, you're like, okay, you got to accept that challenge and go right back at him. So that's just what I, I tend to do. And I'm looking at everybody above me, like you said. And anytime I, I get a chance to play against somebody who's supposed to be better than me, I want to go out there and prove I'm better than them. And if I don't, I know at least I got better and I know what I need to work on to get to that level. And when you go through that, the important thing is to evaluate yourself mm -hmm. and come home and look yourself in the mirror and be honest, you know, because how else are you going to get better? But when you do that, how, how should you be approaching that? that you know, that, that mirror was so funny. Is before every game, I used to look myself in the mirror. And I'd write my stats in the mirror. Like, I'd fog up. You know, you take the shower. <laughs> my routine was to, in high school. Take the shower, then it's all foggy up. And then write, the, write my stats, on the, circle it. And then when I open the door, it, it, it disappears. Yeah. Right? But the stats I put was what I seen myself doing. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it was only either I hit the goal or I failed the goal. Mm -hmm. You know, there was no there was no in between. There was, you know, like coach, did, oh, good job. Now I already wrote what I was going to do. I didn't do it. So when I went home, that was a fail or that was, you know, I succeeded. You know, so you got to really, you can't listen to the hype. Yeah. You got to have your own predictions because you know what you can do and what you're capable of. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? So you got to know how to push yourself and excel. You know, you know, forget the, 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 the titles sometimes, and you just got to say, all right, this is what I need to do. Like, like watching Jimmy Butler, you know, right now. It's no, it's, no, it's no coincidence that his best basketball is going on in the finals. Yeah. Because he's playing against the two best players in the world. So they're forcing him. <laughs> to bring it. To, to bring it. If not, if you don't bring all of what you got in your tank, we're going to run through your team. Exactly. So before, you know, he's trying to be, you know, you know, distributor, play, like, nah, you ain't going to win doing that. You better, you better give me 40 triple doubles, 38 triple, you better do, you're going to have to do all of that. We're going to exhaust your windpipe. Yeah. And that's exact, but that's the reason they got two games, because... He's exhausting every single part of, you know, of, yeah. of what's going on. But as a player, for him, he's got that, though. They pushed him to his but, limits. He responded and came through. But that's what I'm saying. But, you, you know, as a player, you got to know you have it. Mm -hmm. You know, either he could have backed down and, 
you know, said, ah, I'm going to keep trying to give him a little 25 and, yeah. oh, I'm going to step up to this challenge because I got two mega that. monsters coming at me. You know what I mean? So I got to, I got to will my team to even compete. That's what I said. You got one side that's, that's really trying to will just to win when the other time, the other side is like, eh, mm -hmm. <laughs> we're, we're cruising, see how this works out. You yeah. Know? Sometimes you don't even know either. Like, I know you know Dart. I played with Dart when I was a freshman and like he taught me so much stuff because it was it was just like the mental aspect of it. And like you were saying, you used to write your stats. Like every, I have a ritual too. Like every time I'm riding in the car, the bus, whatever it is before the game, I put my headphones in, I close my eyes and I just like envision what's going to happen in the game. Mm -hmm. I say, I'm going to get up this many threes. I'm going to have this many points. I'm going to get 12 rebounds. And that's, that's what's going to push us to win the game. And I remember like when we used to practice with Dart when I was a freshman, uh, we would play threes continuous, so you know how that is, where you go down, if you score, you come back. So uh, I remember Dart would always, because I was the best player on the team, so Dart would always put me with, like, the guys who, like, would be on the bench. He, uh -huh. would, he would always put me with, like, the worst players. And I would always be mad, and I'm like, Dart, I'm trying to win. Why do you keep putting the worst players on my team? He was like, we going up to five. If you bad, you could get five by yourself, mm -hmm. five straight. And I was like... Well, I'm a guess I gotta get five straight. <laughs> so the next practice I came in, I came in aggressive. I was shooting, I was shooting them. And soon enough, I got that killer in me, like, like I gotta do what I gotta do to pull this out. And and that's, you know, it's and and it was so funny is, you know, Dart is the you one know that Dart's like yeah, that. Dart is the one that that mentally can can challenge you because at the end of the day, you, you said, I wanna win. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Well, this is what you're gonna have to win with. Show me. Fact. It's easy to win with talent. Fact. Show me when you don't have talent. What, what, what does it have inside? Are you going to quit? Are you going to blame them? Or are you just going to try to will everyone and say, all right, let's, let's go? And that's what he did. He challenged, he challenged you to say, all right, yeah, we're going to take the two worst players, you know, number 15 and 14, put them, put them with you and win. You say you want to win? Let's see. You know what I mean? And it, and it takes you to another level. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it puts you because you're going to have to do that sometimes. You're going to have to do it at UCLA. When you get to league, you have to do it. When you get to league, you're going to have to tap into trying to will, you know, your, your talent onto a game where you're outmatched. Mm -hmm. But to simplify that whole thing, it's what, you, it's what you want out of the game, right? So it's your fuel. For Jimmy, he realized that I'm here to win. We're here for, for a championship, right? If not, we're going home. And that's, he said something like that, like no one's thinking about going home right now. We're thinking about winning. So once you find that, you're going you're gonna to figure out, all right, here's what I got to do. Whatever I got to do, I got to sell out to win. And whatever I got to do, I got to find that fuel and use it. So for you, Peyton, what's your fuel? Just being, being my best at all times. Uh... I never want to beat, you never want to beat yourself is one thing I tell myself is like, if I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose with it all out there. Because um, to be honest, when you get to a certain level, everybody has pride. So it's just a matter of like who wants it more. And sometimes you're going to bring your best and it's not going to work out. But you, at least you know you, got, you brought your best and it wasn't easy for anybody. But like Jimmy said, you don't play any games to lose. Mm -hmm. You play to win. Until the, until the buzzer sounds, you play to win. It's common sense for people, but it's what the expression is leaving it all on the floor. Yeah. And I guess not everybody does that. No. Surprisingly not. 
No. <laughs> some people you know, play for participation awards. Yes. Someone's, that means, you know, there's some players that's just gifted, that their gift is going to get them, fast forward them through, you know, through life. So, you know, some people are going to have to work hard. Some people are gifted and they work hard, you know, and you're going to run up against guys that, that they're going to be all-stars, all-NBA players, and when, when, when you go against them, you're going to be like, no, oh, he don't have heart. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. That's why you don't get to the next level. You don't. That's why you don't. You don't have the heart, and then you will see it once you get up close. See, TV don't show you that. Exactly. You know what I mean? You got to remember, t- TV and and media told us Jimmy Butler was a bad guy. He's a guy you don't want on your team. You know what I mean? Because they were rebuilding. They were rebuilding, and his winning attitude. Was, was not appropriate for the locker room that wasn't trying to win. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when he, when he lashed out, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, he's, he's challenging the order. We don't want him on this team. He's not a good guy. Well, you put him in an atmosphere where they want to win. Oh, he's, he's a saint. He's, the, he's the, the nicest. He's the best player. He's the best teammate ever. He's, 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 he's God over here. Mm-hmm. Because you put that man in the right element where that's what they were looking for. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's played against people like, ah, you don't have heart. And you gotta remember, if you don't have heart in your teammates, that's gonna, that's gonna be a clash. That's gonna be a clash. You know what I mean? And 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 you you have to understand, especially you know, being captains, being leaders, where you have to understand who's in who's in that pack. You know what I mean? Who's in that pack and trying to will them, will the ones who don't want to be willed. No, I mean, listen, you can get on the bus or you can just be left off, but we're going to keep going. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, and I feel like he he doesn't ask his teammates of anything he don't do himself. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're doing that, holding yourself accountable, you got the right to do that. And that's what um, I did with my high school team this year. I mean, like, I would always be on him. Like, I would yell at him, I'm a competitor. I want to win. If you want to win, then you, you're going to respond to it with trying to be your best and trying to get better. And like at the end of the day, I was still winning every line drill. I was trying my hardest. I was trying to win every drill. So like at, I wasn't asking him anything that I wouldn't ask him myself. We got to. I mean, it's, I remember in, um, when I was in college, I had a teammate named Mike Shortley. Um, he was a walk-on. He was a walk-on. And I remember we was, we was doing a five-mile run. And, you know, I'm over here like, yeah, psh, about to whoop through y'all. Like, keep up. Yeah. And then he walked to me and said, um, I'm challenging you for first place. I said, first place on the fi- five-mile run? He said, like, yeah, first place on the five-mile run. Who are you again? <laughs> like, who, 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 who are you? Like, what are you talking about? You just go walk up to me and challenge me. Like, I'm not, I challenge everybody here. You not just go, like, and then from there, I'm first right behind me. Like, he was, like, literally, like, the whole five miles, he's, I can hear his footsteps. Like, doom, 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 doom. And I'm just like, what is wrong with this guy? I'm not stopping for, because even time, even when I wanted to slow up, he's, I can hear his footsteps. And I remember the second day, and I was like, man, it was after, I was like, man, I appreciate you pushing me. Yeah. But I'm going to blow you out next time. So I, I, I didn't really think you were really going to be behind me. 
I'm going to blow you out next time. Second time, beat him by two full laps. The third time we had the run, it was like, yeah, beat him. Like, like it was like, because he got mad that I beat him by two laps, and now he wanted. He did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like, and a guy who was trying to make a team pushing me. Like, so he seen something in me that I didn't see in myself. I'm just, yeah. I'm just like, I like to run. You know, I ran track, so that's what I did. I'm just challenging, you know, everyone else. And he's challenging me, just personally just took it on. And he was like, and we became like these best buds. That's how it is. Like, one of my actual best friends, um, he ended up being my best friend. I didn't know him before this year because he had never played varsity. But he played varsity for his senior year. And I had never heard of him. I'm coming in. I'm like, oh, yeah, no one here can mess with me. And every day we'd come into practice, he would be like, literally, we're doing walkthroughs. And he's on. he's literally got his head on my chest. Just... And he's stealing the ball, trying to steal the ball from me where we're doing walkthrough. And I'm like, all right, I see how it's going to be. So now I got to really, like, you know how you like, all right, now I got to really try. <laughs> but if you don't bring it like that from a game, from the jump, people are going to be like that with you. So he actually turned out to be one of my best, my best friends. And we, we still kick it to this day. But it was just funny because he knew, like, he knew he couldn't compete with me, like, but he's like, I'm gonna do everything I can to get in his head. Like, even after practice was done, I'm changing. He's still on me. I'm like, can I get a break? Done? No, but that's the fun, but that's what's so funny is, but those, those are the guys that they don't get the reward. They don't get they don't get the the praise um, for turning you into to what you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they in, they impact you because mentally they're challenging you every single day. Because you got to remember, when you play against a rival and someone's doing that, you've been accustomed to it so much that you don't even get rattled Fact. like you would before. Like this guy is on you, stepping on your shoes, and now he irritates you for a quarter before you bounce. Now that irritation doesn't even happen because you have someone in practice who does it every single day, all day, and you adapted to it. All right, Gil, let's take a break to talk about our friends at Orgain. You know, athletes are constantly looking for the best clean nutrition to help them stay healthy, active, and feeling their best. Whether you're in the gym, on the court, on the track, you need that extra boost. And we can say we found it in Orgain. It's an absolute game changer. Thanks to Orgain, their sport plant-based protein powders help us get the most out of our workouts and feel our best. The Orgain sport protein powder is a unique blend of organic ingredients that help us build strength and optimize both performance and recovery. I mix it into a smoothie or shake and I get that quick on-the-go drink before my workout. If you need that extra spark to start your workout or you want to stay sharp throughout the day, reach for the Sport Energy Powder. It's packed with electrolytes and adaptogens for optimal performance no matter what you're doing. We all know how you recover is just as important as how you work out. Orgain also has a Sport Recovery Powder that maximizes restoration. It replenishes tired muscles with a unique blend of plant-based organic ingredients, including adaptogenic mushrooms to help reduce inflammation. 
And we're not the only Orgain Sport Powder believers. Pro golfer and U.S. champ Bryson DeChambeau loves Orgain too. It's so easy. Before your workout, you got your powder, you add water, two scoops, shake it up, you're good to go. It's clean, it's light, it has you feeling sharp, and it gets the best out of your workout. You want to maximize those results. Thanks to Orgain at No Chill, we finally found the best clean products to help us keep healthy and maximize our performance. And right now, you can save 20% off your first order. Plus, when you subscribe, you can save even more. Go to tryorgain.com slash no chill. That's tryorgain, T-R-Y-O-R-G-A-I-N.com slash no chill for 20% off your first order plus extra savings when you subscribe. Tryorgain.com slash no chill. All right, we also have to talk about our friends at Features. We got our pairs, and once you put them on, you get hooked. Their softness, the comfort, the breathability, it's an absolute game changer. You know, normally as hoopers, when you wear socks and you sweat in your feet, it's the worst. They weigh you down. You can get blisters, and it really affects your performance. Well, features, they're sock people, and they have you covered. And we have holidays coming up, everybody. Don't forget. So another sports-themed novelty gift just won't cut it this upcoming holiday season. Get the runner or golfer or athlete in your life something that will make a difference they can see in their game and feel on their feet. Runners worldwide have already made features their sock of choice, and now you can get the same benefits specifically tailored for the golf course. And if you're running, also you want that feeling on your feet that you don't worry about support. It's just there, and you just run naturally. Features help you achieve your best every day and now on the golf course too. Never forget. Zone-specific compression gives you targeted support and keeps socks from slipping or bunching at the heel or worse, sliding into your shoe. Each pair of features are made with anatomical design that conforms to the left and right foot for a molded fit that prevents blisters. Also, there's a lifetime guarantee. Features are so durable and long-lasting that if you're unsatisfied at any point, they'll give you a replacement pair, no questions asked. Features is a proudly family-owned business. Hugh Gaither founded the company in 2002, and now he and his sons, John and Joe, own and operate the company in North Carolina. Their mission, to create products that help you achieve your personal best. Well, here with Features, we know mission accomplished. So for fans of the No Chill podcast, we got something for you. Features socks will change how you feel about socks forever. And you can get $10 off your first pair of Features when you use the code NOCHILL at features.com that's 10 bucks off your first pair when you use the code no chill at features.com that's features.com two e's and feet right so f-e-e-t-u-r-e-s.com with the promo code no chill for 10 bucks off your first pair of features your feet will thank you for it and let's talk once again about our friends at mint mobile Breaking up with your old wireless provider just got a whole lot easier thanks to Mint Mobile. They were the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, and now Mint Mobile is introducing their unlimited data plan for just 30 bucks a month. Let that sink in. An unlimited plan for 30 bucks. How much is your soon-to-be X wireless provider charging you? You know, what we did is exactly that. Take a look at your bill. See how much you're spending, and then see what that savings means. So 
I did the math, found out Mint Mobile is a big break, made the switch. For people that hate their phone bill and are ready to cut ties with big wireless, Mint Mobile offers their premium unlimited plan for just 30 bucks a month. By going online only and eliminating the traditional cost of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings on to you. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Break up with Big Wireless and switch to Mint Mobile's premium unlimited data plan for 30 bucks a month. To get your new unlimited wireless plan for just 30 bucks a month, and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash no chill. That's mintmobile.com slash no chill. Cut your unlimited wireless bill to 30 bucks a month. Just go there for yourself and see the difference. Mintmobile.com slash no chill. And even if it doesn't work, because like, I would bust him the whole practice. <laughs> yeah. But he's like Patrick Beverly. He's way, like Harden could have 37 on him. He's waiting for that one play where you're not paying attention. <laughs> Slap it out of your hand. It goes yeah. out of bounds. Now you mad at yourself, like dog. Yeah, and that's what it. And that's and that's and those are the those are the key those are the key things that changes. That changes a game segments and games and moments in your career. Like you probably won't even notice that that until like a final play. Now you're tuned in to like what happened in practice. When I, I had 37 and I didn't, you know, protect the ball and hit it out and it hyped him up for that next stop. Exactly. I'm not going to let that happen. Then you tune in. You know, so like little things like that, like it carries on to, to things, you know, and segments into games. Yeah. My, my dad always tells me that, like with defenders in the league, like when you're playing against a good player, you're not going to stop Harden from getting 35. But if you could get that one stop, that could change the game. One, the one at the right time. Ginobili, that block. Yeah, I remember that. But the funny thing that you guys are, the way you guys are looking at it is these people are pushing you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're chasing you from, the, from where they look. They're chasing you. So they need you in front of them to keep them going. I mean, that's it's a great support system that you have with the team. They can't wait to get to practice yeah. every day. They can't, can't wait. Can't wait to can't, get to they practice. Can't, they can't wait. Because I used to, I remember <laughs> I had a teammate, Chucky Atkins. And it was, it was, it was funny because Chucky's like, the, he was the backup, backup point guard. Right? Shoot the hell out of the ball. Big trash talker. So, back then, what AI said, practice, we talking about practice? That was, we were all like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, we were all he like, wasn't looking forward it, to it was it. Like, like practice, nobody care about no practice. What are we going to do? Are we playing or are we just going through a little scout report and yeah. five on five motion off it? Like, we ain't trying to do that. This ain't yeah. college basketball. So, Every day, I like I have my my shoes in my hand. Ask you know, so uh, what are we doing today, Coach? Because I already done finished training. So, yeah. are we playing or are we going through? And he was like, ah, we ain't really. We're gonna go through plays. Like, all right, I'm. You cruising. I'm just chill right here. You cruising. Here come Chucky with the mouth. All right, just say you scared of me, Coach. Just tell him, <laughs> hey, Coach. Just tell him he's scared. I don't even know. He should have been playing defense from when I got out of the car because I'm on fire right now. And I'm sitting here like, nah, not today, Chucky. I mean, <laughs> and it slowly starts then, to get in. And then, yeah, and then he just scoring and scoring. Like, yeah, this is why I should be starting. This is why I should be starting. I come to practice every day. I got the heater. 
And I'm like, you know what? That's, that's, that's what you got. That's what you disrespectful. He ain't want none of these problems. I told you, out, out, I'm in. <laughs> and now he has me going full blast, full, full blast back and forth when I didn't want to. That's and he did it. it. And the funny part, is, he did it every single day. And I'm glad he did it. I'm glad he did it because what ended up happening is he's the third string, not even second. He's the third string who's forcing me to practice every single day and go hard, which ended up being when we played a Minnesota. We played a Charlotte. That's who I'm thinking about. That third, this, I don't even know who this guard is. Third string sitting there in front of me talking trash. Exactly. Right? And then now I got to take over. Because I got to deal with that in practice. Because I know if I don't deal with practice, he's going to pretend that, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, that was him out there. You know, so that's how we, you know, we really, th we really did our things that, you know, he'll take on whoever. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm like, if he was Patrick Beverly, he's the Patrick Beverly who was going to shoot. You know, and that would be the, the part like, man, Patrick Beverly don't even shoot like that. Yeah. I don't care. I'm Patrick Beverly today. You're going to come out here and guard me and I got 30. And they get hot one day. Yeah, and then just you like, I'm sitting here like, man, now I'm over here trying to fight Patrick Beverly in real life. Like, you know what I mean? But that's that's what your teammates do for you. You know what I mean? They push you to, you know, levels that you didn't even think you, you know, you can get to because you gotta remember, they know your weaknesses, they know your strengths. So they get to challenge you every day in practice. And what Jimmy is to, to bring this all full circle is he's a realist. So he could say, look, you the front office can put together this nice team of all-stars and future stars and all that. Looks good on paper, doesn't really work in competition. Give me the dudes that are misfits, castaways, projects, things like that. Because if they all have that heart and they have that dog in them, those are the dudes I'm going to win with. Mm -hmm. It just takes time to see if that actually works. Yeah. You don't know until you get to the postseason. Yeah. All right, Gil, let's say this. I say Peyton's your teammate, and you have this to work with. We'll say it's length, but length and ability. What would you do with it? That's why I got the shirt on, T-Mac. I'm playing like T-Mac. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, I know T-Mac is compared to KD, so everybody's, like, like, everyone compares off height versus reality. Yeah. You know, so I'm putting you in that T-Mac mode where one, two, three. Yeah. You know, it, it really don't, it really don't matter because you're going to have the advantage on all three, you know, on all three stations. So I don't want to put you as a traditional three. Now, you know, now you got to work harder trying to get the balls. Like, yo, you get the rebound, go, do you. You know what I mean? And that's, that's going to be your best attribute that because you're, you're long. So that means you can guard the three twos and ones. You know, like I can put you on a point and say, yo, we have trouble back here. Go shut him down. And you can stay in front of him, challenge everything. You know, so that's, that's the ability of longer players now. At, you know, when I came in, they didn't know what to do with, with guys like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't know where to put them. You know, it's because everybody was big. They were yeah, doing them you know, every, everybody, everybody's big. And then, then if you're long, you, you're stuck at the three. Then it's like, well, whew, I'm glad he's only at the three because if he was bringing the ball up, we was gonna have troubles. And then you got the LeBrons coming in. You know, that's a question. Playing the point. <laughs> uh huh. Like, do you think that skill determines position or size determines position? Because I, I talk about this all the time with my pop. Skill. Um. Because in a lot of cases, I know you weren't the you weren't the smallest guy on your team. I know there was a guy smaller than you who maybe a, brought the ball up. I played uh, with Earl Boykins. Um, I played with Earl Boykins, and um, I was the point. He was a point. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'll move over to the two, 
for him to bring the ball up, or I brought the ball up and he just ran around screens. Yeah. You know, it's it's posi- like position is like um, it's a starting point. You know, like oh your height, you can. It's a starting point, but your skill dictates where I'm gonna play you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like if you're six eight, but you handle like a point. I'm gonna put you at the point. Yeah. You have vision. Like Luca. Like you have vision. I'm gonna give you the ball. Like if you like, and why you think Luca didn't work at the two with Dennis Smith Jr. It's like, well, Dennis Smith Jr. is a point guard. He didn't know how to play the two. Well, Luca can play the one and the two. So if I put him at the one and put you at the two, but you can't play the two, and if I put him at the one and put you at the two, but he can't get you the ball. Well, I'm going to take you at the point and then get rid of him and find another guy that can compliment you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now you have a one, two, three playing a one. Yeah. You know, just put the ball in his hand and then from there we can, we, can, we can build around that. You know, so it's like, well, if you can dribble like a point, pass like a point, you know, shoot like a two, dive like a three. Well, what I'm going to do is put the ball in your hand and then figure it out from there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, position being a strict three but your point in your two is not good enough to get you the ball. Or, you know, like LeBron. LeBron can't play traditional three mm-hmm. because he doesn't have – his first two steps are not as fast as they should be. He's more like a train once he gets moving. So with him, you got to put him at the point and, so let him all, and let him move. And then from there, let him dictate the pace. And then from there, then you put the other pieces. If, if Rondo, well, Rondo and, you know, if I don't have the fast break – give it to you in a half court, let you do your thing. So with guys like that, you can put the same players. So I can, I can put you at the point and then get a 6-8-2 guard and a 6-9-3, and then I just have a big-ass team. You know what I mean? Or I can say, all right, well, my point guard that's 5-10 can shoot this out of the ball. I'm going to put him at the two. Mm-hmm. You can see over the defense, so you can make the passes versus this guy trying to, you know, <laughs> you know, exactly. trying to look over, find you. I'll put you at the point, put him at the two, and then it, it, it works out easier. Mm-hmm. You know, but that that has to be a coach who has vision that can that can sit there and do these things because you got to remember, some people are still old school. Some people are old school where they're just stuck in old school traditional ways. Mm-hmm. So these new you new players that's coming in, they've never seen you before. So they're trying to go back. Oh yeah, you remind me of back when I played, and this guy, yeah, he was a great three man, ran the floor. Like, what? Yeah. I mean, I got, I got all this when you talking about. Hey, these moves wasn't even invented back when you played. So That's how it don't is. compare me to somebody who was in 1974. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. But how do, you, how do you balance that? Because a coach can put you in the right position based on your skill set, right? But what if you're not mentally ready for it? Like, oh, I didn't really actually want to bring the ball up. I don't really want to play in the post. I feel like don't you got to prove, prove what you are. Because my coach is old-fashioned. But once I showed that I could do all I could do at 6'8", he was like, okay, if you're gonna you help us win games and <laughs> yeah. go ahead by any means. So I think you not you don't just give anybody anything. They gotta prove that they can do it. And once they can prove that they can do it, at that point, then you coach them and you say, okay, maybe you don't take that shot, maybe you take this shot, but you just allow them to be creative in their role. What was T Mac best at with what he had? You gotta remember, so Mac shot the ball very so. Mac was an excellent shooter, and he was very athletic. You know, so Mac was great at creating his shot and elevating. 
So he got to his point and just rose and shot. Like it was, I remember we, when we were sitting, the, the day he had 62, see, he had 62, I think he missed 10 or 12 free throws that That's game. That's crazy. We, those ones hurt. He was, he was hitting us with the same, uh, we put our four man on him. We put our five man on him. We doubled him with our four and our five. He was shooting over all of it. Like it was just, it was unbelievable. Like, yo, this dude is crazy. Like he's just, we got, you know, Brendan, Brendan Haywood, seven, seven foot, Shoot arm him. and cap. <laughs> Jared Jeffrey, 6'11, long arm. Yeah, too like, like they were too small. Because, like, you know, just like a Kawhi, people don't realize these guys are amazing shooters to start off with. You know, the athleticism of, you know, T Mac was secondary to his shooting ability. You know, so when this guy decided he wanted to raise up and shoot, it was butter. You know, like it wasn't just athletics. You know, oh, when he came in, he was dunk- when he came in, he was dunking on you. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, if you gave him an inch of space, it was lights out. And that's what you know. A lot of people don't understand. Like you look at the staffs and the clays and like, oh, T Mac. You know. Um, Steve Nash, these guys were marksmen from the outside. And that's what made them great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you won't, the percentages won't be the same because they're doing more. They're shooting more. They're, they're shooting more. more they're, you know, they're getting double. They got to run harder more. Harder shot. They're, yeah, they're doing their harder shot, bigger players. So their percentage is going to be down. But as shooting wise, they were amazing shooters to start off with. Like, once you dial in shooting, everything else becomes easy. Mm-hmm. Because now it becomes, okay, there we go. Bop. Oh, let me go. You know, then because, like, that's what I said, like, the, the, the one thing you need to have as a hooper is the, sh- the ability to shoot. Yeah, that's Shit, The ability to make shots. Like, I, I hate when people say I'm, I'm a shooter. Like, anybody can be a shooter. Just chuck that shit up there. Yeah. Shot maker. Are you a shot maker? Mm-hmm. Is is what I go by. Are you a shot maker? Be a shot maker. Shooters, everyone's a shooter. Shaq was a shooter. You know what I mean? You, you know, as long as she shot the ball, it was a shot. Yeah. You're a shooter. Shot makers. You know, you want to be a shot maker. Yeah. You know what I mean? So once you get that dialed into where it's water, the rest of the rest of the game becomes easy. Because they got to play your shot. They got to play your shot. And now, then he's athletic too. So <laughs> if he gets by you, if he gets by you, it's yeah, like he. That's Vince Carter, amazing shooter. You know what I mean? I mean, if he was just a dunker, we'd just sit in the lane on him. And just sit, wait for him. Like, nah, because he can shoot the hell out of the ball. It made it made you guard him where he gets to blow by you and just dunk on you. And also it stretches the defense, stretches the floor for you, opening up, you know, so much. With that in mind, Peyton, how do you relate to that? What are your strengths? Uh, I think my strengths are just like, um, I'm one of those dudes where like, unless you're, until you get on the court with me, you don't really feel like how big I am or like I have wiry strength or like how quick my first step is. Like you've played against dudes like that. Yeah. Like if they get one step by you, they're in the lane already. Yep. So like for me, um, I can't give away all my secrets, but <laughs> like, yeah. like kind of like I do my little dribble package or whatever it may be. <laughs> and I'm basically just, I take with, Take what you're going to give me. So you got to give up something mm-hmm. because if you don't, I'm, I'm going to fry you. But like, if they're giving me the shot, I'll raise up and shoot it. And not a lot of guys, like especially at the high school level, are able to block my shot or even get a hand in my face. So 
I just tell myself I got to get to a spot that I want to get to and I got to raise up and make the shot. So I think my strengths are just like the way I can handle at my size and the, the quickness I have in my first step is hard. And if they stop that, which not a lot of people do, I can just raise up and shoot. So I think that's a strength that I got. That's perfect. Because yeah. <laughs> that's that's basically the whole next level. Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole next level. Like, I'm just going to get to my spot. If you stop that, I'm just going to raise up for you. Like, yeah. you. You can't stop them both. Yeah, and my motor, I think, too. Because, like, one thing about me, like, I'm never going to go scoreless in a game. Like, I don't care if, like, I got all hitters on my team. If I got T-Mac, Paul George, everybody, I'm going to go get an offensive rebound. I'm going to get in the passing lane, get a steal, break away dunk. Like, so I just pride myself on playing my hardest, like, and just, like, taking everything. Like, I know how you do. Like, you took everything as disrespect. If he thinks he can guard, you think you can check me? Like, that's disrespectful. <laughs> disrespectful, though. If you think you can score on me, that's disrespectful. Like, yeah, you want to get... Put a zone in so no one's designated on me. I, I like that. But you're going to play... The, you're going to try to play me one-on-one. We're going to have a problem. This is disrespectful, <laughs> exactly. So that's just what I do. Um... And I just try to impact the game in any way I can because I, I got the measurables for it. So if I got it, I got to use it. Yeah. Hey, listen, the ball finds the best players. No matter, I mean, they don't have to call a play for you. Hey, the ball will find you. That's, That's how it works. And that term you use, motor, I get it. That's a scouting term. It's cool. I think the better term is gamer because mm -hmm. when, when it's game time, That's I'm going to figure out what I got to do. Eh. You don't motor and that? gamer is two different things. No, I think gamer... It's like you ready to show up and no matter yeah, who's like in front a, of you. A motor it's is a something compliment. that motor is playing hard. It's playing hard. Is some people have motors and some people don't. Like I mean, a motor is like it's like Westbrook has a motor. Like you, you're talking about a guy who just goes full board all day long. There's no fifth gear. There's no yeah. You know that's what a motor is. A gamer is just someone who can turn it on during game time. You know what I mean? That you know it's just. He might not be the best in practice or don't look, but like Hero is a gamer. Mm -hmm. Jimmy's a motor. Mm -hmm. I say he's a gamer too. But he's a motor. Clutch, clutch moments. But he's a motor. It's too, what I'm saying, he's a motor. Like he, mm -hmm. he's going to exhaust every bit of his engine. There, there are all people like that too. Like I tell my little brother that all the time that he's a gamer because like, He's still young, so he's maturing. And you know, sometimes when you're young and you're going to work out, you just shoot in any old kind of way, <laughs> form, not serious about it. So we always tell him you gotta grow up because as soon as he start playing one-on-one -on -one with me, he's not missing nothing. I'm like, Chris, we just went through a whole workout and you were missing. And now as soon as you start playing me, you making everything. So like, I just think it's being able to tap into that and switch it on and off, whether that's working out, practice game, you gotta know when it's business time, it's business time. Yeah, you know, like some, some guys, some gamers, it's, you know, when you're strictly a gamer, it's trying to figure out how to get them motivated in practice, mm -hmm. you know, so they can still tap into, you know, their greatness and get better because, you know, they're so intrigued with competition that when they're looking at this doesn't mean anything, it's like, ah, I'm just going to get my reps up. Like you can see, like, if you watch some of our elite players train all summer, you'll be like this. How is he great? He didn't even go hard at no point this whole summer. And then game time is just bucket, bucket, bucket. Because it's that five some on five, he, they, they can read the five on five atmosphere and their game is built for that mode. 
Their game is not built for one-on-one, two-on-two, working out, three-on-three. We're going to go through these cones, and, you know, and they can't process it. So it's, it's one of a, it's a half-ass workout versus when you put them on five-on-five, five, it's a whole different element of a game. And they can just, they can just be great. Well, is that a part of greatness that you have something that you hold back to when you really need to use it? They don't know it? how. But I'm thinking, of, okay, speaking of motor to gamer, young MJ, 80s MJ, was everywhere. Balls out, blocking Patrick Ewing from behind, playing passing lanes. And then championship MJ, 90s MJ, knew where to pick those spots because he didn't want to have to that do it all. That is a bad comparison to what okay. we're trying to... That, okay. that, is, that, is, that is... Would you say MJ had a motor? Yes. Okay. Then he also was a gamer. Not a gamer. Of course. You're finding two people that are. You're finding one person that's the same. Yeah. We're talking two so different. We're people. talking greatness, right? He is the greatest. No, what I'm saying is we're we're talking about two different type of people. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about someone who's a gamer. That means you can look at the game and say, ah, they probably don't work that hard. They just got it naturally. They just got it naturally. Versus someone you can see him putting in the work and he has it. So you, let's just throw out Shaq from the Kobe reports. You can say he was more of a gamer than a practice player. Yeah. Like, isn't that work ethic more so with him? Gamer. You don't know how to like. like you don't know how to dominate in practice. Because these are not. These are. This is Luke Walton and all of this. So he doesn't really know how to turn that 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 thirty and twenty guy into practice. And he's always playing too, so like yeah. So like practice becomes more of a joke to him in training and working out versus game time. Some people got it both, though. And like some you know MJ. some people got it both. Some people just have it one sided. You know what I mean? Some people like you hear about it. Well, he didn't even train all summer. He waited to training camp to get his thing. That's a gamer. A gamer who's just waiting for the season to start so he can use his season talent. They can trick you, though, because you're like, oh, he's not working hard. I'm going to come out here and kill him. Come out here. You've been clubbing all night, been drinking, and about to give him buckets. But no, nah, that's, that's a whole, it's a whole gamer right there. Versus someone who, who's going to train 100 hours a week and then, you know, like a Kobe. He's going to train all day, which is his motor, and then he's going to game time you. You know, you know, you have those there's two different styles. Mm-hmm. I know you tried, though, but you tried. <laughs> You just didn't want to. You just didn't want to listen. I did, but you just because you're not a hooper, you. you but, okay, you know, cool. Uh, it's like I, a student. Mm-hmm. It's like a student. I think I'm the guy that would have been running behind you and like 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 a, like a like a you student like that. Some kids don't need to study. They're just genuinely brilliant. They just take tests and ace them. Yeah. You got some some people who need to study all other day to get that same A. Well, the. The brilliant guy is just the gamer. He don't need to look at none of this. He's not even going to waste his time on any of this, and he's just going to come for the test and ace that test. Some and you're just going to be like, "How did you do it? Did you exactly. study?" Like, no, I didn't look at none of that. You know, that's, that's the difference. That's the that's, that's the game. I'm just saying. I think you should be both. Like, I think you have. That I mean, you, yeah, you should be both, but that's the plan. everyone's not both. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> All right. Well, we're talking about a, a winning mentality, right? And now we can get into it where you're going. Westwood, UCLA next year, committed. Um, you said something and it struck me. You said you want to shift the culture. What do you mean by that? Well, like, I, I just feel like as historically great as UCLA is, like, people have been not looking at our program for what it is. 
in recent years. And um, I just think that with the seriousness I have for basketball and me wanting to win, want to compete, and just want to bring genuine attention to the school and back to the basketball program, I just think it would be a culture shift because I just think that we need that back at UCLA um, for the program we had, we've always had. I just think it's necessary for me to bring that back. It's a funny thing with UCLA because there's obviously the history. So there's such a tradition, all these championships, and then you saw so many talented players that so have come from pros. there. So like, you can't really knock any of that. So when you say culture, well, there's so much to it. What does that mean to you? I mean, let's be honest. UCLA has lost its luster for what it used to be. I mean, you know, like when you turned on, you know, college sports, UCLA was up there in basketball. You know, it hasn't, you know, they've, they've gotten great players to come out of there, but as a team, as a culture, they haven't been relevant in a sense of hearing about Duke and Kentucky and Memphis and those guys, you know, UCLA hasn't been a powerhouse, you know, so, you know, I understand what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I and I think UCLA, if you're talking about blue buds like Duke, Kentucky, all that, UCLA's got to be the original mm-hmm. with all the winning we got. So um, I just feel like in order to do that, you got to get the best players where you're from. That's how it's traditionally been. You get the best players from California, come to UCLA, and obviously they go off to the league, and then they can come back and teach and um, just inform – younger players on what that's like, but um, I just feel like we, we got to bring the luster back, like you said. And there's a lot of time. I mean, we had Jalen Clark on, and and he said similarly, like, there's there's that network of players that come back to, but it's the players that are there now, the group that you're going to be a part of. You know, yeah, it's like, why don't we do what these guys didn't do? Not that they couldn't do, they didn't, you know, now it's on us, putting that extra responsibility on yourself. Yeah, I mean, I always put it upon myself to be the best I can be, go out there and win, no matter what the cards were dealt, you gotta, you gotta do what you can with what you got. So um, I don't believe in any excuses or anything like that. You either get it done or you don't, and I plan on getting it done. And Gil, you ain't, man, Pac-12 Arizona guy, you might not want to hear this, but damn, UCLA is. I know they're stacked this year. Stacked. And, that's, and, that, you know, and that's, next year. That's, that's the beauty of it, where they gotta, you know, like, this is a time where you get to bring the program back to, you know, what it was. You know, it's, you know, it was, it was top five, you know, most talked about, you know, college sports teams. So, you know, you, you know, you have a group that can actually just get it back up there. Yeah, that's the plan. So let's hear it. What went into their pitch for you that brought you to Westwood? Honestly, just there was a lot of stuff that we didn't think about that coming to the end of my decision played a big role in it. Like I said earlier, when you're out here during the summer or wherever it may be, every Hooper, every pro's out here. So if you want that bump like I do, if you want to play against good players, get good bump all the time, you go to you go to UCLA and you play against good players. Like when you go to Kentucky, you got to go out there and train. You got to yeah, find yeah. motivation to train yourself. Yeah. If you stay out here, you could walk in the practice gym at UCLA and you could see Kevin Durant standing there and yep. you're like, Dang, that's where I want to be at. But yep. if you go to Kentucky, no, no, no offense to Kentucky. That, was, but that is a hell of a pitch, though. You, you're in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah, that is, that's a fact. All right. That's then, a hell of a pitch. 
And then, like, me, me growing up in SoCal, like, I know you know this, I ain't never even thought about weather. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. every day I walk outside, I could wear the same thing. I ain't never thought about weather. So that's another thing that goes into it, location, marketability. You're in L.A. I mean, like, this, this is the most marketable place you could be at. Like the same, I can, they're I using the same tactics though, but that's why West Coast. That's a, yeah, that's what, but that's why West Coast kids don't leave West Coast like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you got it good out here. Weather, like you be like, yeah, you ever been to snow? Like nah. You be like, you got to get jackets and I'm like mm. even if it's just a walk to the practice <laughs> like you ain't used to that. Be all up in the snow like that. You know, it's, there's like the little simple things that you don't actually consider. Yeah. You don't think about. It's like, but that's why it's hard for West Coast kids. But to it, but it's like common sense. Like I've actually never been in Ann Arbor in January, but I'm common sense tells me don't. That's what, <laughs> that's what makes it hard because like all the programs are good programs once you get to a certain point. Mm-hmm. So like I love Jawan Howard. Like that was like my dude. Like when we we were talking and like he was recruiting me. It was like hey, it was, it was like I was talking to my uncle, you know. Uh-huh. But like you think about all the factors that go into stuff, and I'm like. <laughs> Jawan, dog, y'all in the snow. Yeah, the snow. Yeah, <laughs> it's eighty-five out here. Better get one of them New York boys. That's, <laughs> that's what I was. That's used that's to the Timbo boots and the nah, but, bubble jackets. Yeah, like all the all the programs are great though. Um, just at the end of the day, UCLA had everything we wanted in the program. Obviously, a great school, great networking for stuff after basketball because like you still a young dude like for the world right yeah like you you are old head for basketball <laughs> yeah you're for old like, head for basketball but like for the world you still young so it's like you out here still like there's so much stuff out here like to do there's so much stuff to do so many people to know so like we just thought ucla was the perfect fit for all that all right how are you gonna bring a championship to westwood winning attitude winning culture competitiveness <laughs> uh i mean I think I'm a good player, so you mix that in with just wanting to win, genuinely going out there every day, wanting to mess with your teammates, being able to tell your teammates whatever you want and them not taking it personally. Uh, just all that, a mixture of all that. Because I think I'm a super cool dude off the court, but when, you know, when you get on the court, you get crazy. So yeah, like, you know, and that's that's the best. That's that's the best when you are super cool off the court because if they know who you are, well. When things happen on the court, you don't take it personal. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay. Cause yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I could fight, I could fight you in practice. <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as practice is, he's like, all right. Oh, yeah. My bad f- about that punch. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. let's go get something to eat. Exactly. <laughs> but like when I'm on the court, I'm ready to fight. I can't fight now. <laughs> but I'm ready to fight when I'm on the court because that's just the level of competitiveness you gotta have. And um I just think bringing that to UCLA um, my attitude, um, and just my outlook on the game, I think. It'll it'll do some good things. Yeah, that 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 Steve Blake. I got to Washington practicing. <clears throat> and during practice, I elbowed Steve Blake and he swung at me. Whew. Like, dang, wait, hold on. Wait. Hold oh, on. we ain't. Did he just, the white boy just throw a punch at me? Is that how we is that how we work in here, right? <laughs> We're going through like wrestling on the floor. Practice ended. Cause like, I hey man. Y'all want to go to uh, uh, Legal Seafood? Talking to me, for Don't be talking to me like that. Like, like I, you know, like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, let's, go to, let's go to Legal Seafood. Food on me. Let's go, go through these plays. Is he bipolar? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's how it it's is, just, though. Off the court, he's, this is him. 
on the court, he's a whole different person. And then we go to legal seafood, talk and play. We didn't even talk about he threw a punch and we over here fighting in the Nah, just you forget about it. Just, <laughs> just that's what I do. <laughs> like well, you had to be able to forget about it. That's no, stuck I had with to you understand. Like I, you know, I'd never seen it. Before. Like you right. usually try to you hold a grudge. Like oh, yeah, yeah. And he just completely just didn't even it didn't even register. To be honest, you just forget about it to the next practice. <laughs> yeah, the next practice. The next practice. Like he okay, he swung on me it. last. Now time. I got to kill. And then then you and then I started watching him. And as soon as he hit the lines, his whole demeanor changed. It's like. Phew. You get super serious. That's now I how it see, is. Okay, there we go. I see it. Now. That's how I am. Like right before a game, like I'm not the one to like be talking to and be like, buddy, like, like during the season, because you know, we're still high school students. We all know each other because of social media and mm -hmm. stuff now. It, like dudes will try to talk to you like before the game, because at Poly, our locker room is to the point where like you can kind of see the other team. So I'm walking to the bathroom or something. I got my headphones in mm -hmm. and I'm walking through. And I'm listening to my music. It's not loud, but I can still hear stuff. So I'm hearing like someone's like, "Hey, Peyton, Peyton," and I'm just bobbing my head, acting like I'm listening to music. I hear all of them, but I just, I just act like I just keep walking. And like, you know, like high school is like, you know, it's it's it's, it's friends. Everyone want to be friends. Like I remember, I, I used to, I used to, I used to read before the games. Well, I didn't read but before the games. I just had my book, cross my legs, like I'm a little nerd, because we had social media then. <laughs> yeah. So you know, when when the varsity comes in. They, they they trying to figure out who's who. You know what I mean? So I used to just, I mean. So when someone's like, oh, that's him up there, I look straight nerdy. Just, yeah. Look unbothered. Yeah. I see y'all look, boy, about to get y'all a hundred, though. That's the funny part. I ain't reading nothing in this book. Yeah, <laughs> it's working. You know what I mean? That's real tough. <laughs> it's working. Yeah, they done seen it's, the nerd up there. It's mental. Like, sometimes <laughs> I go warm up so I won't even dunk. The first play of the game, yep, we threw, yep, we do yep. a live play, and I'm over the rim. Well, it's hard to do that now. It's hard to do that now because they got everybody sees media. the film. Yeah, they, they see the film the and they film. got social media. Back then, you can pull it off, you know, and you pull it off, and no, you don't hear no oohs and ahs. Oh, they weak over there. The crowd ain't even doing oohs and ahs. And then first play, live play, boom on you, like dang. Yeah. What was that in the shoot around? <laughs> you can use that like in different ways though. But I'm glad they don't let us dunk in Cali because I would be. I'd be all over the room just just to set the <laughs> tone immediately. Yeah, we can't dunk in one of us. We gotta like do little throw-ins and stuff, but yeah. They must have had that rule when I play, because I'm touching all that rim. You hanging on <laughs> it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, back then hops was a little different. Hops was a little different back then. You know, it was more the little wrist. Little rim like race. you had, listen, when you hit this, you had boosties back then. <laughs> You know, when people hit this, it was like, oh, he just, he's, he's superhuman. But yeah. right here? Yeah, I got yeah, music. Had a, little, had, a little, had a little wrist. He had a little marks right there. Like, yeah, I told y'all the wrist, baby. Like, now it's all over here. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like, crazy it's now. Unfair. It's unfair. People it's unfair. Are unfair. <laughs> like, we heard we got all the, like, we, all this was bruised up. Do you think yeah. it's because we see it more? Or do you think that it's always been guys like that? It's just like you don't see them all the time. Because um, I feel like you guys everybody more, knows who you they You guys are. have more information now. Mm -hmm. So, like, we, we, we had dunk. I mean, you got the Dominique Wilkins and the Jordans and them, right? So what ends up happening is you guys are trying those dunks now. That's what it is, yeah. You know what I mean? So you guys are jumping more. You're working on your uh, jumping ability more. You know, we didn't. We, we had, what, the, the, the strim shoes back then? Like... <laughs> You know, we, we had the strip shoes coming from eBay, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, <That's why laughs> you know, trying to trying to dunk. But you got to remember, back then, 
one hand, two hand, and if you was really good, you windmill. Windmill. That's that was it, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now, now watching you guys, you guys are tr- now you guys are trying to practice dunk in game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you're 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 exposed. You're you're you you're exposed to so much information and your 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 creativity is even changing it more. That's why it's getting harder though, like with the dunk contest and stuff. Like I'm like, how are these dudes not running out of ideas? Cause people done done almost every dunk. I've got to imagine. Not, we're not, you, you, the NBA doesn't run out of out of ideas because you you guys, because you guys remember, you guys are looking at a dunk contest and said, man, that was weakest. That like if we let the high school kids rank the dunk contest, there'd be threes. Threes and fours. Because remember, the dunks you're doing. They don't do, they haven't done yet. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is when they do a dunk, you'll look at it and say, well, I ought to try something different. And then now you're trying it. So what ends up happening is in that same dunk contest, the information that came down, you guys done changed it. By the time the information goes back up, it's been a year later. And you guys done did something else. Yeah. You know, so you guys are moving the needle way faster. Like I always tell people, it's not, it's not NBA moving the needle. It's, you guys moving the needle, the, the needle faster. You guys that are looking at a James Harden move, and then you're adding two, three extra combos on it, and then adding your own style. By the time James Harden sees any of this new information, it's the summer at UCLA. And then he's taking it and then trying to hurry up and adapt it and bring it to that level. But he's, you guys are doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I remember I, we was going to, you know, like AAU back then, and it was just this one-on-one style chucking threes. Well, that's the whole NBA now. Those, those, you bring those kids to the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like the in-game dunking. I remember the best in-game dunk, it still might be, was it between the, 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 I know Ricky Davis did the between the legs. Did anybody do a between the legs since? Did Zach Levine do one? I don't know. The, Somebody did, it wasn't anybody that was a superstar. But that's what I'm saying, like, the, 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 you're talking about early 2000s, someone did a between the legs dunk on a fast break with all the jumping. Every high school kid does that. Mm-hmm. Like clockwork. Like, you know what I mean? And only one player has done it in the NBA. <laughs> That's crazy to think about. Like, like, cause I know you didn't grow up with social media and stuff. How do you think it would have like changed it if you did? Because yeah, it's hard not to be on social media. Like in high school? Yeah. Just or just coming up, like how I am. It's so hard to think about it, you know. I I it, it was better for a player like me. Because because you didn't know who I was, you didn't know what I did, you didn't have you had no information on me. Mm-hmm. It was just all right, game time. Who I got? Him. All right. Okay. Wait, coach, is this the guy that's scoring 30? Yeah. All right. <laughs> like, there was no information. There was no pre-look, and you, you can adjust. Know what the dude looks you know, like so by the time you adjusted to my game, I already got 40 on you. It's too late. So it was, it was easy to come and smack somebody in the face versus now they can see, they're like, oh, all right, he does this, this, this. Okay, he got, and then they can come bring their A game. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, Grant High School. Huh? Who is that? Yeah. And then, boom. You know, so... I think it would have been harder for me during social media time because it was easier for me to be the underdog just coming in, just 
whopping everybody. Yeah, that's how it is now because like when we when we play league, like we're playing the same teams twice. So our next league game. You were seeing the highlights from my last league game. I'm jumping up, dunking everything. You're like, I can't let that happen to me. <laughs> so people are already seeing what I'm doing before game time comes. So I guess like that, it, that was kind of like yeah. It's, 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 that's what I said. It's, but it's even for like outer, outer the, your outer opponents when you're not playing league. Like league is always gonna, they're gonna always be on to you mm-hmm. because they play you multiple. It's like when you play in these tournaments and nobody know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know that now social media gets to play that part. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no, I seen him. I seen him at the what's the name. No, 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 no. Don't push him left. Push him right because when you go left, he he yangs on you. Like, you know, that that happens now. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of already got into it, but let's make it official so you can pick his brain some more, Peyton. What, for Ask Agent Zero, what do you have on deck? Uh, for me, one question I wanted to know was like, because you were always a scorer. So what was the adjustment you had to make going from high school to college and then from college to the league, like how did you have to change like the way you scored? Or what changed in your mind to help you score more? So when I was in high school, um, I was the point and then I got moved to the two. Um, in college, you know, there were we had uh, four McDonald's All-Americans. Mm. You know, so it wasn't necessarily designed for me, you know, play-wise. So I had to learn how to score within that offense. So sprinting up the court, cutting, slashing. So I led the team in scoring, and they didn't even run, run plays for me. You know what I mean? Just learning how to, okay, he likes to do this, he does that. All right, when, when, when he's ready to pass, it's hard for him to pass back this way, you know, versus kicking it straight. So I'm going to so be on this man. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I just learned how to position myself with everyone on that court. And then, you know, um, you got to remember, if your natural ability is something, all you're doing is just trying to figure out how to take it and place it. And then and then you just let it grow. You know what I mean? You, you know, it's like sometimes we get to situations where, you know, they already, ha- they already have a James Harden. You know what I mean? That they need me to do something else. No, 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 no. Yeah, they need you to add to what he's doing. Watch. Watch how he plays. Figure out how he, his style. And then add your you know, attributes to it. You know, don't don't take away your scoring ability to, you know, just defeat him all the time. No, you you add to his game because that's what makes you better. That's what makes him better. That's what makes the team better. When you get, the, he's averaging, you know, 34. Shit, Westbrook averaged 27. You know what I mean? Westbrook didn't say, all right, you know, I'm going to average 15. No, I'm going, I, I, I score 30. Doing. Shit, so I'm going, I'm going to try to score 32. We just going to do this shit together. And that's 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 how you got to look at it. You you get to that level. You watch everybody. You 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 dissect how they're trying to score, what they're doing, and just add your input. Mm-hmm. And then let them. Or you can do the you know the Kobe take over, <laughs> and then y'all figure out how to score around me. Yeah. You know. There's, so there's different approaches. You know. But you got to put your will on the game. You know. In practice. You know. Whatever you're gonna do in the game, do the shit in practice. You know, because that old school college coach style, you know, when you when you hold back and then you try a 360 windmill in, in, in the game and it don't work and they getting ready to yank you out. Now, if you try to practice all the time, oh, do what you do. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Just do just do what you do. That's the best advice I can. Just do what you do. You know, because you got to remember, they, they, they recruited you for a reason. When you get drafted, they're drafting you for a reason. 
That's a fact. No need to change your game name. Mm-mm. Yeah, that was that was a big one I had because like I heard like obviously in college the defense is more organized, guys are better. So like just scoring I heard was harder in general, but like they recruited you because you have a knack in a certain thing. So if you keep doing that. Yeah. So- Scoring is harder in college because they can just pack the lane on you. You know what I mean? They can just pack it and make the court smaller. Take charges. Off. You know, you know, it's in from there. You don't even have to be positioned. Anything as a charge. So it's it's more frustrating than anything. You know, it's just one of those when you're super athletic, super talented. It's just a style. It's just, it's, you, got, you can't always dunk. Now, it you, yeah, you can't always. You you got to learn how to. It's like learning how to play more chess than checkers. You know what I mean? You know, scoring in the NBA is actually easier than scoring in college. I would have thought that too, because the court is so big in the NBA, and there's no illegal defense. It's the same. No, no, no. There's no illegal defense. What makes it look bigger, more, is because now we get to, now you have to guard that man. In college, everyone can just sit in the lane. And, you know, if you're not used to shooting that long three, eh, shoot it. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it's smaller versus if you got to guard him and I'm and he he's on the ISO, it, to him, oh, this is big. Yeah. So much space to move. And that's where the NBA comes. Because if you have a first step, first step, shooting ability, athletics, it becomes, e- it becomes easy. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, I averaged 15 in college. I'm averaging 19 my first rookie season. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like college, I get, it's more team defense as opposed to in the league where you're on islands more. Yeah, you're on islands more. That it? That's what I. That's what I got for. I mean, yeah, you. Yeah, you had a few beforehand, but uh, you know, I, I was thinking of T Mac. We didn't see a T Mac in college. That guy that could rise up. So, so there you go. Shift the mm. culture. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> I'm still trying to think of a guy who pulled off in between the legs in a game. Just Ricky Davis. Giannis? Ricky Davis. Giannis might have. No. Don't think so. He jumped over somebody, but he no. didn't go between the legs. I, I don't think he, Vince. Vince Carter would have been the first. I mean, he, he I mean. I think he no. That would have been before Ricky. Yeah. He was doing crazy stuff though in traffic too. He yeah, just, traffic. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Like the sure. things that somewhat like something Dude, that you would think is so thing. easy these high school kids doing, you would think that the pros, like, nah, they're so basic up there. Zach Lavino he dunks like once a game, maybe. <laughs> And he's got all that. It's just basic. Just Vince Carter's dunking on fast break. Yeah, he's doing 360s like the registration of between the legs, do something crazy. Just doesn't go. Zach Levine, fast break, between the legs. Just doesn't register. Dudes doing it in high school. That's crazy. (laughs) I might put one out. Yeah. We gotta see. There we go. Gotta see. I don't get too many fast breaks. I'm always, (laughs) I'm always trying to, (laughs) I'm always trying to crash the boards, get my 12 rebounds. But uh yeah, I just got to get in the passing lane more, though. I get it. I get it. That's what I said. In the NBA, because the way the game is moving, you have five of those a game. And that's fine. But what do we want, gamers? So that's what I'll say. We can get out on this and bring it all full circle. Gamers can shift the culture, which is what you want to do at UCLA. Yep, that's the plan. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Peyton, thanks for coming on. Thanks Appreciate for doing this. This was great. Appreciate you having me. Long Beach. The other part of LA where, where talent is, there's just every, so much out here. It's a pocket of talent at yeah, Long Beach, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, we got it. And we can't wait to see you know, everything you do, obviously going into this senior year. 
and then at UCLA, a loaded program. UCLA yeah. is absolutely on the map. Yeah. We're going to be good, for yeah. sure. We're going to have a mixture of experience and talent, so I think that's all gone. That's all good. And I'm working on some other recruits. I got some other guys I'm trying yeah, to get there at. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's how you do it. Hey, that's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Recruit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Championship in Westwood. It's been a minute. We're going to get one. That'll be big. We're going to get one. We're going to get us one. Don't worry. We shall see. We're going to get us one. Yes, sir. All right. Well, for Gilbert Arenas, a gamer, Peyton Watson. Also a gamer. I'm Mike Botticello. This has been No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. Remember, you can catch us every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fubo Sports Network, and we'll see you next time.